Welcome to the Adventures of Cheap Beer, a podcast where we head out in the city of Mumbai to review some awesome cheap bars. On this episode, Karan wants more demonetization. I say we get some of this demonetization for ourselves. Sid describes the taste of port wine. It does not even taste like compromise. It tastes like complete failure of what an alcohol could or should be. And I try a French word. And still uh, failure. And still, and just this, just, just a, complete just a, failure. Just a, just a, a failure. Yeah. In the air. I like how you uh, tried a French word. Yeah. Also, a review of Amrapali in Fort with special guest Carsten Eingholz, the German host of the Thai podcast. All that and more on episode 53. Welcome, welcome, the Adventures of Cheap Beer, episode 53. With me, as always, is Siddhant Mehta. Hello. And Karnagarwal. Hello, hello, hello. Alright, on this episode, we went to Amrapali in Fort. Am I saying that correct? Amrapali? I uh, think it's Amrapali. Amrapali, that's it's correct. It's fine. It's in Fort. We went back to South Bombay. Yeah. And for this one, we have a very special guest with us. A fellow podcaster. When you say fellow podcaster, you're putting him on the same level as us. No, he's much higher. He's an actual podcaster. He's an actual it's, podcaster. It's what you meant to say. He's not a hobby podcaster or a failed podcaster like we are. Or someone yeah. who does it out of the passion. Yeah. Or as an excuse to cover their uh, chronic drinking. No, no, problem. one second, one second. He's in it for like professional gains. We want to podcast at the Olympics, guys. Yeah. We're in it at the amateur level. We're going to yeah. stay amateur. Till podcasting becomes an amateur like that. Yes. I'm glad you framed it. We're like, like the Jamaican bobsled team in <laughs> yes. two runnings. Precisely. Yeah. They Except they did go that. to the Winter Olympics. Yeah. And then did that, That's not happening. Yeah. One day podcasting will be an Olympic. We'll be there. Our guest will not. And our guest today is Carsten Eichholz. Did I get that correct? No. Ah, oh, shit. But that's okay. That's okay. Hey, you say it. You say it. I'm Pod Carsten. Yeah, nice. He's been, he's been sitting nice. on that for a while. Yeah, that pun sitting that all night. He had a long flight here from Bangkok, and uh, he used that time to come up with. That. I have no idea how long I actually flew because you guys have some fucked up time zone. Like I don't know. Like he refuses to accept the time zone. He this is the most to accept like, the five thirty time zone, which so is know, our time zone. No, I know how you come to a different country, and you know you try to respect, be respectful, and all that. But your time zone is stupid. Like, like the entire time zone of your country is stupid. How can a time zone be stupid? I get currency can be stupid, food of a place can be stupid, their booze can... How can a time zone be stupid? Have you heard the concept in Burma when they did a demonetization? I'm not sure if you guys know that concept. Oh, no, we have no, no idea. We have no, idea. We have no idea what that is. We are not political at all. <laughs> yes. So here's what they did. And it was kind of a stupid idea. Again, I'm not sure if you... As demonetization yeah, 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 yeah. But sounds amazing to me. <laughs> I love it. I say we get some of this demonetization for ourselves. So what they did is, they are a little bit more spiritual. I'm not sure if people in India are spiritual. No, no, no. no, no, no we not even heathens. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, you know, wouldn't it be great if we used a lucky number for our currency? I actually know about this, guys. Instead of using numbers that are dividable by 10, why don't we use numbers that are dividable by 9? So all the banknotes were like 9, 45, and 90. And 27. And those were the banknotes. They literally replaced it with that. Like Burma did 
Banknotes of 9, 27, 45. What? Yeah. Sounds is that, like is that, does nine, that still exist? No, no, no. no, no. no of course yeah. it doesn't. No, it's, now that's a stupid idea. They're too busy doing genocide right now. Right. It's that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when uh, you uh, heard uh, about uh, this, you must have been like, nine, 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 nine. <laughs> that is exactly cut, what I said. That is laughter. <laughs> that was exactly what I said when I arrived with my apparently now counterfeit goods when yeah. I arrived at the airport. And Sidan is like, yes, sir. Yes, have you exchanged money? It's like, no, I brought some from Bangkok. I had some leftover from last year. He has 1500 bucks in 500s. Oh, nice. Fives. We might as well just burn it right now on the show. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Yeah, I love this do. segue. <laughs> yeah, no, no, wait. I mean, we have to introduce you at least in some okay. capacity. Do it. Come on. All right. Gaston, you've, uh, you live in Thailand and you've just flown down yesterday. So uh, forgi- we would forgive you for being jet lagged, but uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And you're welcome. With us. Uh, but you're actually from Germany and now you're in Thailand with your own podcast called Brood in Bangkok. Tell us a little bit about that, man. How's that going? That's correct. It's going very well. So I have about three times the subscribers of you guys. Yeah. Uh, that's that. not saying much, <laughs> yeah. by the that's way. That's rubbish. Because our subscribers are uh, five. Yeah. It's like five people. So and you have three of them are our family members who are just doing it to make us feel good. Pity. Pity. So, right. pity what I'm saying is basically I just have a bigger family. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. He does have so, a bigger family. I actually don't. I'm pretty sure your families are bigger than mine. No. They just don't like us as much as probably your small family likes you. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I have a podcast that um, showcases the stories of the people you meet in Bangkok. And they're pretty varied. I mean, I've, I've, I've been following Carsten's podcast for a while. And I met him when I was in Bangkok to visit my brother who lives there. And we got in touch and we hit it off immediately, being podcast friends from the get-go. Literally, how often do you meet a podcast now? I mean, it's seriously. Never, I haven't so, I mean, to give you one example, I have this one guy who likes to do missionary work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good gulp there. The good, good one. The gulp was awesome. I've heard of pregnant pauses. <laughs> yeah. A whiskey pause. I like it. I love it. I love it I love more. it better. Yeah. All right, that's we we're going backwards now. So you right now have a you currently have a podcast called Room Bangkok. Uh, where does Germany to Bangkok happen? How does that happen? Because you were born in Germany, you grew up there to the age of uh, twenty two, I believe, and then you moved to Bangkok. How did that happen? And then I just stopped growing up at age twenty two. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of I mean no that, that that kind of hits it on the head. So what happened is I studied something very unique. I mean, it's very, very, it's very, people don't really know about that. I usually have to tell them. It's called a uh, business. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, very hard. Very niche. Uh, very it's kind niche. of a niche. Nearly niche impossible. <laughs> yeah. And part of that, I kind of, you know, figured maybe I should try to start my own business. And we started the, our own business in Germany. And we did it for a whole year. And figured, okay, what we actually were doing, we were making websites for online games. And that came what, about. What kind of games can you name a few? Yeah, it's like EverQuest, World of Warcraft, those World of Warcraft. Games. Yeah. So this all comes from your own love for gaming. Like, I'm guessing all you did was game. Let's, yeah. let's just call it addiction. Addiction right. to gaming. And um, that's what I did throughout my high school. And I ran into other people who actually turned that into a job or a company because there was like, this huge growth market and everybody wanted to know about games and you could start websites and you could make money with them. And I figured out, okay, well, let's give that a shot. And it worked out quite well. And I recruited another friend who studied with me and we started our own company. 
and he had done an internship in Thailand. So about a year in, we figured, okay, most of our clients are actually in the US and pretty much anywhere except for Germany. And we're sitting there in Germany. We don't really have any benefits in Germany for serving a US-based audience. Okay. So either we go to the US and are closer to our customers, or we go to somewhere where it's a lot cheaper to create all the websites and all the things we're making. Right. And we happened to look into Germany, just be, uh, into Thailand, just because he had done an internship there, he had some connections there, and we just looked at that. And then four weeks later, we had a promotion letter that allowed us to start a company in Thailand, own it 100%, and get a tax incentive for it. For nice. six years. Eight Eight-year tax incentive. Well, see, here's the point. Like, people think, like, I don't even know where to start. And it doesn't matter. Even if you get the wrong place to start, there's a pretty solid chance that the wrong place will tell you what the right place is to start. So if you want to do something, even if you, like, call up the Thai embassy. It doesn't matter if you, you know, want to start a porn website in India. So just call up someone and ask them, can you help me with that? And they probably will say no. And you can ask them, well, do you know someone who can? And then there's a 50% chance they say yes. That is how little you know about India. <laughs> yeah. On that note, let's jump into the bar. Uh, on this episode, we went to Amrapadi in Fort. Uh, where is this place? Karanagarwal, Sudab Mehta, Townies. Take the road from <laughs> Fountain towards Kalagoda, And it's the first left turn. And you're there. So Yash, what do you think about this place? I liked it, man. So in, in, as soon as you get to the place, the sign is really nice. I don't know if you, uh, Carsten and you've been to a lot of these bars. We've seen them on the streets. You Carsten loves signs, dude. He loves them. That like bar thing. signs usually shit. This one was fucking amazing. I think uh, the sign board outside is a way of telling customers beforehand how expensive this place is going to be. So if it's a shitty sign that's not been changed in seven years, you know oh, I can easily afford this place. I think that's what signboards get. Yeah, it, yeah. Out, exterior, that's what they tell people. It also had, like, A, it had a beautifully lit up sign. It then had a metal machine sign inside the awning. And then had, like, a proper facade with lights and shit on either side of the door. It also had a flex printout hanging that said, we do parties. Yeah. It was an informative sign because we also learned that they do parties. I mean, they do parties. Yeah. They do parties. It's, it's always they good do. to know. Now, to jump off your point, Karan, about the, uh, this place being expensive... It was objectively not expensive. It was. Uh, I mean, um, let's get into prices. Uh, an old monk quarter is two hundred fifty-five. That's surprising. I would expect it to be more. This place. Yeah, it it looks like a good place. Uh, Kingfisher mild is two hundred and sixty. Uh, it's all in the AC section. It's not awesome. It's fine for town, and a chicken crispy is two hundred sixty. All right, fine. Those I think I would also mention at this point that a glass of port wine was 110. Oh yes, Carson yeah. port, port the, wine. Like obviously as someone from Bangkok where you know wine it has a 300 million percent import tax, seeing something that is legally allowed to be called wine being sold at what is the equivalent of the Thai bar. used air quotes by the, the way. The term yeah. there. Yeah. Air quotes. And the important bit in caps is legally allowed to be called wine. Yeah, we used air quotes on the wine part even then, even with the well, What you drank is, is the classic port wine number seven that comes in a plastic bottle. I didn't yeah. get to touch the bottle. Yeah, I it, saw it the way to plastic. It. Okay. Okay. And even that label peels off really easily. Basically, very little effort is put into it. Uh, the pl- packaging or the wine as you yeah, pass it. Yeah, the wine so The point is this, that uh, millions of college students 
swear by it because it's a really quick high and it's really cheap and uh, yeah and 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 it's if you haven't tried if you haven't tried port wine number 7 it does not even taste like compromise it tastes like complete failure of what an alcohol could or should be yeah all right uh, what do we think of the interiors of this place pretty well put together i'd say yeah personally i'm disappointed when a bar when a quarter bar is not dingy does not make me feel unsafe uh the staircase doesn't make me feel like i'm going to like a stair is going to break and i'm probably well, going to fall i mean but it's pretty steep so that staircase it, it was a bit steep but you got it some point it was well put together but the point is for me a quarter bar uh, the ambience has to be a little you know it needs to be adventurous it needs to feel like you know oh i'm here in a shady place and things can go wrong and a fight could break out and someone could pull out a knife that's my requirement from a quarter bar yeah i mean you know our stock brokers work man they have knives one of them could they have knives knife. They could put out a knife and stab a dude. Yeah, were those stockbrokers? Were those stockbrokers oh, in the bar? Sure. Yeah, they were. Well, we were in Fort. Uh, right next to the. Next, we were a right stone throw away from the Bombay Stock Exchange. Yeah. They were either brokers, they were lawyers. In some, they were def. There was true. definitely a. That's true. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, like an old business district, so everyone there is discussing cases, or they're discussing deals, or they're bitching about their boss. uh but that's generally the conversation there also what's important in this area is that um, most of the crowds are monday to friday and bars all shut by midnight because it's a working office crowd and there's no one here on weekends because you know the office offices are shut so we've been to this area before yeah at jolly garden jolly garden and that's what we learned for the first time that we went on a saturday thinking that be like you know a lot of crowd and there was nobody and uh, we realized that office areas don't really have uh, you know a big saturday crowd so uh, if you guys are planning on visiting this place you need to go early and you need to go on a weekday yeah otherwise you're just going to find a desolate wasteland uh, i think this place was empty by 11 o'clock on a friday night yeah everybody was home watching a favorite daily soap yeah it's a working it's a working bar that's it's an office bar that's all it is really and it's not even like a cool location like lower parel it's like old school working crowd as old school as it gets yes for sure i felt very at home i felt very at home like coming from bangkok like this is kind of the place that i know you know when you go to like a karaoke place with laotian prostitutes and it's like 4am in the morning and they switch on the lights and there's only the guys left and all the women went home it's a homely feeling Yeah. I see. That's that. the yeah, it's the yeah. 4 a.m. at a Bangkok karaoke joint. Yeah. They're trying to kick yes. you out and When they, they just, turn the yes. lights on. Once the prostitutes have left. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nice. That's that's kind of I get it. Yeah. Great. Interesting. Uh-huh. Great times. Very nice. Uh-huh. Great times. Yes. We also ordered some food at this bar. But this is true. We did order some food. There's only one way. There's only one way to segue from 4 a.m. and a complete lack of prostitutes and just dudes sitting at a bar and still uh, failure and still and just this just, just a just complete a, failure. Just a, just a sous-sang failure. Yeah. In the air. I like how you uh, tried a French word. Yeah. There's yeah. only there's only one way. There's only one thing to segue to. It's Carlos Masala Corner. Shazwan Chili, 65 Manchurian, Carlos Masala Corner. So um. We don't usually talk about masala papers in Karan's Masala Corner, but today we had somebody who had a masala papper for the first time. Especially all the times we talk about masala papper with, yes. with the tomatoes and the onions on it. The first thing, yeah, okay. this is the first time Karan ate. What that. did you think of that? So there's a papper, and then you put like the tomatoes on it. They said the masala papper. Oh, because otherwise it's just papper. Yeah. Well, this papper. 
Masala yeah. paper. Paper, like sounds like paper. No, it's P A P A D. It kind of tastes paper. like paper. Um, yeah. Any views on it? It is objectively an acquired taste. But what did you think? And of anything it? at all? Bite, I mean, bite, I understand the first time you eat it, it's not gonna taste like anything. But the segment's called KMC. So we cast this masala connoisseur. Go for it. Yeah. So I feel like okay. So there's this thing that they always serve with South Indian food that I don't eat, like the I don't know fried. It, Sheet. It, it, co- a lot of people call it papadums. Papadums. Yeah. That's actually the full name. Papa's the nickname. So that there's the papadums, home. and it feels like someone said, oh, "We can't just put that there, so let's just put something on it." I'm mm. like, <laughs> yeah. "We don't really have any budget." So <laughs> what can what what, 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 what is, two cheapest things in the is, kitchen? Like, some really cheap tomatoes and, and onions. Yeah, just just oh, fucking just just yeah, put some of that on that. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I think there was. Vegetables on it, so I think that was good. I mean, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's that's him being very polite. Vegetables. He's being more polite good. than he needs to be. So we ordered a prawns koliwara. Uh, Suresh, what do you think, resident prawns koliwara expert? Oh my god, I've never tasted a prawns koliwara more fucked up than this in my entire life. How did you manage to get so? This was like, the worst. Like it was hard. Yeah, Kasim, I'm sorry. This is not what prawns koliwara is supposed to taste like. That is. Honestly, prawns curry are objectively one of the best prawns dishes you can have, and this was an abomination of what is yeah. Usually, a dish. it's a it, it's it's a lot. Uh, it's it's very soft. It's got a lot more flavor in it, and you can taste the prawn. It's been deep fried, but you know it, it's it's just it's, it's not a, supposed it's to be a rock different. with a prawn inside it. Incidentally, like mm-hmm. that's not what the dish is supposed to be. Yeah, this one was atrocious. And what really pissed me off was when I asked the waiter. So I ordered. Crispy chicken, which we will get to as well. Uh, I ordered the crispy chicken as as I always do, and then I asked the waiter, "What else would you recommend?" He upfront said, "Why don't you order the prawns koliwara?" You know what? The you, in most restaurants in Bombay, I usually ask them, ask the waiters, "What do you recommend?" And then they give me a list, and I make sure I don't order any of those things. Because it, because in my experience, and uh, I've been told by some it's like, like chefs, to the weather they basically tell yeah. you shit that was not consumed at lunchtime, and which they want to get rid of. Yikes. Right? So you never order the stuff they recommend. You just order everything. But but in dive bars, what I've realized is that that's not the culture, right? Yeah. The waiters really do want you to have a good time because their tips depend on it, and so they you know do recommend what's good. So usually it's different. What else did we eat at uh, Amrapuri, Karan? All right. Uh, that was that penis dish. Yes. yes. Let's jump ahead. Now, there's no way to get, come back from that. Let's jump ahead to the penis dish. Uh, All right. So, uh, after we ate the chicken crispy, which was... What did you think of the chicken crispy? Expressly mediocre. Very and, mediocre. I mean, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Uh, and again, far too deep fried. Yes. Like, uh, they killed it again. Basically, what do you think about Kasim? I don't know. I'm not really into deep fried food. He I mean, was like, "This I, is I, this is not bad." And then he drank a whole glass of water. I yeah. watched him because you're just like, "What the fuck is this?" And, and these two dishes were obviously ordered by Suresh, not by me. So then Safe I caught choices. It seemed to me. I caught the waiter, and I was like, "Okay, so uh, what is a special dish of this place that you know that's not on the menu that you would recommend to me, uh, me if I was coming in for the first time?" And he, without missing a beat, was like the Alishan chicken. And uh, tell our uh, white friend here what Alishan means. Alishan means royal. 
Or luxurious. Yeah, it's not royal. It's, it's luxurious. It's certainly not yeah, royal. Yeah, like a, a lot of luxury, right? Yeah. And when someone tells you luxurious chicken, which is off the menu, my first question was, how much does it cost? Because normally these people will, you know, and this, this happens often. This they'll order something fun. off yeah. the menu, but when the bill comes, it will cost like more than twice the cost of the regular dish. So it's a con job. But the point is, you need to ask the price of these things, otherwise you'll get conned. That is a very good tip for any tourists coming to Mumbai. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I, I, and not only tourists, but people who don't usually go to seafood restaurants. You know, when you see APS on the menu, always ask the price. That's a red flag. Alright, so after the penis dish, uh, which is yeah, the forever peanut, known as the, the penis The Alishan uh, chicken showed up. It was a bunch of uh, chicken pieces that looked like a giant penis. Uh, and there was a slight pink tinge to it, the whole thing. As with penises. Which, uh, as with penai. Uh, Suyash is uh, highly experienced in these matters. We'll take his word for He's it. Into that. Uh, we concluded that there was uh, some sort of beetroot uh, uh, situation. Part of this yes. preparation. Beetroot was involved in this preparation. At sure. some point. Uh, what do you think of the Alishan chicken? Uh, I thought it was okay. Like, I'm saying like average, about. average at best. Average at best. Kasim, what do you think? I feel it was edible. It was edible. Uh, that comes to the I mean, I mean here's, okay, you gotta, what you got to know about me and food is I like to look at food from spreadsheets, you know, like I have a spreadsheet of food I order from the internet and like how I prepare it and like, so for me, food meets like a certain requirement and, you know, it has a number and that's enough. enough. Yeah. There's a number and it's not negative. You know what? I'll take it. We'll right. take it. Right. So there was another dish on the menu. And as you guys know, uh, we see a dish on the menu we've never ordered before. Yeah. We have to order it. Of course. Uh, it was called Shikari Kebab. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we asked him, what is a Shikari Kebab? He said, it's chicken stuffed with other things. I was like, you know what? That's good enough. We ordered sure. it. It was actually a cheese. Uh, it was a chicken kebab stuffed with cheese and other mince. This was actually not so bad. Right? I mean, I'm not so much a fan, but I, I'm seeing that it's not You're, terrible, mis- you're yeah. missing the hero ingredient, the cheese grain on top. Yeah. Yeah. That was the killer. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was bad, but I, I, they took an effort, man. It was good. I mean, mm. after the prawns koliwara, the chicken crispy, and the alishan kebab, which was looked like a penis, the shikari kebab was definitely the best one. The standards were lowered significantly. Yeah. Did you, did you like that last one? I honestly cannot tell those dishes apart. <laughs> like, oh, that's it, fair. I like understand. Deep fried stuff, and there's some meat in it, and there's some cabbage things that are cut out. Like, like it's like this undistinctive mass, and maybe I just don't have the sophistication of <laughs> telling them apart. But no, I think you're just not. You don't even have to be invested in shit like this. Yeah, <laughs> like, the thing is, really, yeah. The point is that none of it stood uh, stood apart. Yeah, you know. Otherwise, he would have remembered. What did, however, stand apart is the fact that they have a small little fridge where they are selling ice cream. Ooh, yes, yes. They, that was pretty cool. They have a little, uh, and this is right on the bar, and you can't miss it. And I think it's great marketing because after you've eaten kebabs, you're like, oh my god, I could go for some ice cream and they, a few drinks down. Yeah, and they only have a peanut flavor, but I think it's awesome. And it downstairs they have a huge um, fridge with uh, other ice cream, so uh, that's something you want to hit after you've eaten some spicy kebabs. You want to get some ice cream. I yeah. think it's a great combo. And uh, if you've had a few drinks, it just gets your high right up there. 
So uh, I would recommend if you had today, Karan. Uh, uh, tell us, tell us the. I've lost count. Number. I've lost count. Just a ballpark number. You objectively, say... we finished drinking about two hours ago. You had at least three ice creams since then. This uh, may or may not be true, but uh, the point is <laughs> no, that no, uh, it's true. You had three ice creams. You made us stop the cab on the way over here so you could buy more ice cream. I have one more lying in the freezer, nice. which I, at some point in this uh, in this podcast, if you don't hear from me, I've gone to get my ice cream. Yeah. So uh, the, this place actually has a lot of options than kebabs. Uh, maybe we didn't order the best ones. Uh, maybe you should try out some of the others. Some of the most conventional ones might be better. But uh, yeah, let us know what you guys order. Let I us know guess, it's good. but you know, I mean, if they don't do the they they don't do the off menu hero item well, and that that uh, the Alishan kebab really had some effort put into it, and it still failed. I All right, female friendliness at this bar. What do you think? Are there women in here? Are there women in here? Are there women in your female friendliness? I um, well, the area's not shady at all. Oh, I, I, would, yeah. I would have expected more women to be here. Uh, I didn't see any women today, but you did. There was one. I, there was are you sure it was a woman? Yeah, she was furiously making out with that guy or yeah. Indian equivalent of there. No, 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 no. Like, where she's like that's... sitting next to him or so. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the from, Indian equivalent of making from, out is sitting next to a man. Yeah, furiously man. making out. Furiously. furiously making out. That's exactly right. Sitting next to each that's other. That's not very far away from the truth. Yeah, uh, because you were, didn't see where their hands were. That's right. They were, they were, they were sitting pretty close by. There was some pinky action going on over, over there. Towards Dick they might have touched pinkies, is what I was going for. But okay. What? Oh, I can't go from her perspective on this. What the shit? Sure. Yeah. Like it's called female friendliness. Fine. Right? Yes. And that was a friendly female. God damn it. She was pretty friendly. <laughs> that was a friendly to, uh, Yes. To be fair, when I first heard your concept of the female friendliness factor. Part of the show, I figured it was like how friendly are the females to you in the bar? Oh, oh that's yes. good. Uh, how white man of you! <laughs> yes, it's amazing. But you uh, know, no Indian dude has ever come to us and said that. No one's, no one's mind has ever gone there. Also, yes. So only you. we say female friendless. Meaning, is it possible for you to bring your female friends here without getting into trouble? Or rather, is it just you got? Are the females here friendly enough for me to talk to? And, amazing, yeah. amazing. All right. On that note, <laughs> let's jump into final reviews. Karan, what do you think of Amrapali in four pints out of five? I think it's a very interesting uh, quarter bar for the area. The crowd was what the crowd you would expect it to be. Business guys, Friday evening, you know, getting a drink before they go home, bitching about their bosses to their colleagues. That's basically the conversation on every table. But it did not look like a shady dive bar to me, which is important. So I'm going to cut a few points. Also, it was slightly expensive. Uh, so I'm going to give it a 2 on 5. That's that's my uh, number. Again, when Karan says too expensive, he means 15 rupees extra. Look, man, are... we operate in a very like small range. Very small range. All right. Uh, there's a dive bar average. And if you're above that, we're going to be called expensive. It's not, <laughs> it's not an absolute number. But yeah. All right, Carson, what do you think of this place, man? Pints out of five. I think, I, well, this is my first dive bar in India, yeah. right? And I expected a lot worse. I expected we were like... Yeah, we took you to a, we took you expect, to too nice a place. I expected dirt floors, plastic chairs, like 
Someone shitting on the floor. Rats just, running just, around. That happens in many places. Cats. The old classic someone shitting on the floor. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, w- I was listening to your guys' episode about yaks. Oh, oh God, yes. I'm that's, like, okay, well, in our defense, that's one of the horrible ones. And I said, that's where I want to go. That sounds like a proper four out of five. You know, <laughs> so, so like, see, he and I agree. So, a dive bar needs to be shady. Yes, yes. Right? So this, I mean, I I don't like if people bad ratings. So I would like to give this a three out of five. Hmm. All right, three out of five, cousin. Siddharth Mehta, what do you think this bar? Pints out of five. I think I would also give it a three out of five. I I mean, it didn't get anything particularly right, but it didn't get anything particularly wrong either, and it's fine. It's okay. The only thing is, there's so many other places I'd rather go to and fought. So, true. True. Yeah. So three out of five. Yeah. But not because I want to give it more points. It's just there. Oh, so uh, for me, I'm going to give it a really scathing fucking review because A, they fucked up the prawns Kolivara and a thing we didn't cover in Karan Masala Corner, their Shezwan sauce was fucking atrocious. It was atrocious. It was, bad. It was bad. chili sauce. It wasn't Shezwan sauce. Yeah, it wasn't sauce. even Shezwan. Yeah, it was chili sauce. It was rubbish. That's literally all it was. Like, you need to have some proper Cheswa. Yeah. Like, this I, was I, not... I had, I had proper Cheswa. You've had proper Cheswa. So, this was No, rubbish. you've had Sichuan. You haven't had proper Cheswa. That's true. Yes. Yes, it is Cheswa. Our mispronunciation is an original thing. I had the original that the thing that is trying to copy it was badly... Like, no, yeah. it's not yes. going to copy it. It's a thing of its own. We just... We just Indian sound Chinese. similar. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Shazwan is completely so, whole different. other thing. You need to find a good Shazwan. Uh, Sudan, you're going to make sure. I'll, I'll work on this tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's a good Shazwan. Yeah. This was rubbish Shazwan. Rubbish. Okay. Uh, but a good Shazwan is a thing of beauty. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. I'll take it your is. word for it. It is. It is. So I'm going to give it two on five because can't screw up Kolivara and Shazwan. So this expect, is true. And expect a good review from me. That's fucking not going to happen. Agreed. So two out of five for me. I would have given it less, but... It's a really nice looking bar. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason it gets those two. Points. And that ice cream fridge on the bar. That oh. come on. Yeah, absolutely. There's ice cream available at a bar. I mean, that's just a good that's deal. Amazing marketing. They have it right there. We all saw it, and we all were like, "We gotta get one." It takes me back to general, where there's a freezer right there, and you can just pop open an ice cream. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's great. something about drinking and I've eating cheap Chinese food, which fucks with you know, setting your stomach on fire, and then you just see ice cream, and you're like, "Fuck, I want ice cream." I think it's just really good marketing. I think it's worth it just to see Karan on a fucking sugar rush. It's fantastic. Uh, this, is, this is an all new side of Karan, guys. Yeah. I've never seen him this energetic or enthusiastic about this fucking podcast. This is all new. Alright, that brings episode 53 to a close. I want to thank our guest, Carsten. Thank you so much for plug, joining plug, us. Plug, plug, plug. Here is the plug. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Carsten, tell them where they can find your podcast, Brood in Bangkok. So, Brood in Bangkok, you can find at broodinbangkok.com, which redirects you to another page where there's actually all the episodes we did with best-selling novelists, with ex-politicians, with tsunami survivors, with drug addicts, and that's exactly I, how people stop listening to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, because when we start getting the drug addicts on, so if you but like watch for Brood podcast, then we know pop over to Brood and Bangkok. You, you guys will nice. love it. I lo- I listen to it all the time. It's a fucking awesome podcast. Make sure you subscribe. It's wherever you listen to podcasts, and of course on broodandbangkok.com. Thank you again, Cast, for joining us. Thank you so much for coming down to Bombay. Thank you very much for having me. Time to come to a shitty bar with us. I love it. We wish we could have taken you to a shittier bar. We didn't realize. 
There's always, that was on your bucket there's list. There's always tomorrow. You know, there's this is the first time tomorrow. someone has complained that the bar was not shitty enough. Yes. This and is the first. And I'm happy to get that complaint. Like, I'm really happy. Spirit. Yeah, man. I like it. Sh- the, the shittier it is, the more I feel like I'm gonna get some sort of like, uh, you know, jaundice or some sort of disease with the food here. The more I feel alive, you know, I'm, the more I feel like, yeah, I'm gonna enjoy this place. This may be my last drink. Who knows? The this threat is, of jaundice, guys. This, this, this is jaundice. This is current skydiving. It's it's yeah. It's our point break. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I wanna thank, as always, Siddhar Mehta. Thank you. Good night. And Karan Agarwal. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can find us on facebook.com slash adventures of cheap beer you can find us on twitter at cheap adventures on instagram at adventures of cheap beer thank you so much for joining us of course you can find all our episodes on soundcloud.com slash adventures of cheap beer thanks so much we will see you next time bye bye